The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to Sports Roundtable. I am Bob Branco. Great to be here today with my sports spelunkers. And this is a very special occasion. We have reached a major milestone here at Sports Roundtable. We are about to record episode number 300. We've made it, folks. In nearly six years, we've recorded 299 episodes. We're about to do number 300. So, without further ado, let me introduce the rest of our panel. First of all, Peter Alchel. Good afternoon from Columbia, Missouri, where it's a pleasant 75 degrees. Won't last forever, but we're delighted when it's this pleasant in August. Don Wardlow. How's everybody doing? I'm here in Jersey, where we were supposed to get storms today, but so far we have not. Luther King, welcome back after your week off last week. Glad to be here for episode 300. We got the storms we were supposed to get, and we're supposed to get more later. And the same also for Reverend Michael Garrett. We missed you last week. Welcome back. Thanks, Bob. And <clears throat> welcome to a 102-degree Missouri City, Texas. We don't envy you. No, we don't. <laughs> well, we don't want that weather. Sorry. We, we had 90-plus in the triple digits a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, lunch <laughs> is plenty. <laughs> Before we continue, let me thank those who make it possible for a sports roundtable to be aired. That would be Raymond Gay, our producer, Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place chat line, because they post our shows on one of the bulletin boards. Thank you for that. Our media outlets for airing us when they do. Thank you very much for your help. And of course, Jacqueline Sylvia, JS Web Solutions. She archives sports roundtable on my website. Just go to www com, and click on Sports Roundtable Podcasts and you will see most of our archived programs there. Hit it, Pete. Merci, Jackie. Oui. <laughs> wow, what an interesting way to say it. <laughs> hey, by but, the way, Bob. Yes, Luther. Because I know you had a topic last week that I'm sorry I wasn't a part of that I was going to say about Patrice Bertrand retiring from the NHL. I remember in the postseason when the Bruins gagged the 3-0 lead, that after Game 7, that Surratt and Beers kind of hinted at that that was probably the last game for Bergeron to play as a Bruin in the NHL because he had played almost 20 years. Yeah, yeah. By the so way, I enjoy they, hearing. I've got to give Surratt and Beers a plug. They're two of the best announcers. I, I would agree with you. Uh, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. By and the way, today, go, and go And Dozier before that. Yeah, Dozier before that. Where's Dozier now? He is the teeth. Last time I remember, he was the TV voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, that's right, too. That's right. So we had a former coach and a former announcer winning the Stanley Cup this year. And, that's and Dan du- and Dan Duke has been the radio voice since their inception. Right. By the way, today is Monday, August seventh. Yes. So uh, Luther, yeah, if you want to comment on Patrice Bergeron and uh, I mean, and what are your thoughts on that? I'm I, not surprised, I, I, I wasn't surprised. But it it kind of it kind of reminded me a little bit of what happened yesterday with the U.S. women's soccer team losing okay. in PKs yesterday morning to Sweden and got knocked out in the knockout round, and they literally got there by virtue of a tie. 
Otherwise, they wouldn't even made. They wouldn't have even made the knockout round. Now, are you talking the World Cup or is yep. this something else? Kind of, kind of like it's the Bruins doing what they did. Kind of reminded what the U.S. Women's team did yesterday morning. Oh, the women's team, yeah, yep. That, that's, what, well, that's what it kind of felt like. And there's going to be some new faces on that team in the next run. And plus, there's going to be some new faces for the Bruins. The, the one thing I'll say about that, I, I don't follow women's soccer all that. I don't either, but I'm like, I kind of wasn't shocked because I, a lot of the Fox analysts were like, in the game that they played to get a tie, they were looking to get that. They were like, it wasn't their best game. They didn't put in any, they didn't put much effort. And I'm like, these folks are getting older. These folks aren't going to be around forever. And at some point, we're going to lose. And the only thing I'd add to that is even, even though the U.S. team was, was the number one seed, most people that I heard talk about it. They, they were in trouble from the didn't, word go. Didn't expect them to do, did not. No, because look at, well. look at, which, look which, at which the is different from, Which is different from the Bruins. Everybody thought the Bruins were so much better than everybody else. Oh, yeah. And, and then, then they, they found getting, out. Yeah, yeah. So and they found out the Florida Panthers were not only had caught them, they passed them. And what a run they made. But the question is, when the season starts, are the Panthers going to be the team to be overlooked again? Or is there another team starting in October? I think the Panthers I think the Panthers got lucky, Luther. I really do. I think the I mean, congratulations to the Panthers for going as far as they did. I know they didn't win the cup, but they exceeded my expectations. No, I'm not scared of the Panthers at all. I, I I'm not either. I mean, I don't I don't really see much with Toronto either. They they barely got by Tampa. Well, I, 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 think, I, I think Tampa and Colorado, basically the usual suspects, they could take a step back this year. Huh? Don't forget Vegas. And don't oh, forget they're they're the champion. Don't forget, don't forget Boston. Well, well that's what I, I think said. Boston took a step back, Peter. They, they signed five guys who are, for lack of a better term, they've seen the top of the hill. Yeah, they've I don't seen know why they did that, except maybe that a lot of young guys aren't ready yet. Maybe this is a bridge year coming up. I don't know. Well, you, usually if you're going to do a bridge year, you kind of want to do like, I don't know, what the Cardinals are doing, maybe what the Pirates are doing, maybe what the Reds have done, and maybe what they're probably hoping they're going to do again. But keep refill, refilling the prospect cabinet, if you will, so you can have pieces to use in the upcoming years, which I'm thinking that's what probably Boston will do. Speaking of but I, ju- I just pirate. don't I just don't know like how well, the season's gonna turn out. The Red Sox are kind of doing that too, Luther. They've brought in some. Well, yeah, they're still in the hunt for the wild card. Then. Uh, yeah, except they didn't make any moves at all. All the other teams that are competing for a wild card made moves. Tag- a, and the Yankees didn't do anything either. Well, okay, well, they, but the Angels, Angels. The, now the Angels are surprising to me. I was surprised they didn't get something for a Trout or an Otani or both. So, well, you're, basically, so you're basically sitting here telling me. That you're gonna hope and pray that these two guys are gonna carry you to the last wild card spot, and only to get knocked out in the in a, in a one game playoff, or two out of three, or however they had the wild card set up now. That's what you're basically gonna tell your fan base. Is that what you're telling? But remember, last year anything can happen in those two out of three playoff. The Angels. Could have got hot, but this last losing streak that really might hurt be 
that might be the last gasp of the blasted oh, bugler. Just yeah. like the Red Sox, Don. They won 15 out of 20. They were the best team in baseball in the month of July. Yep. They lost seven out of their last nine. And look at where they are now. They just got done being swept by Toronto. Yeah, they're five games out of the wild card right now. And the Reds have been swept and the by Reds the have Nationals come, and, 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 and the here, Cubs. And here's the darndest thing. As bad as the Reds and the Cubs are, the Cardinals and Pirates, if they can, if any one of them that are sitting fourth and fifth can get on a hot streak, look out. That Central is a crapshoot. Oh, both Centrals are a crapshoot. Both Centrals, shoot. although the, the American the, League Central is the, a joke. The American League Central is only going to get one team, and that's going to be Minnesota by default. I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend, and we were looking at the standings, because we always check them on the weekends when we get a chance to chat a little bit. And we were basically like commenting and comparing. Is there any team from either the NL Central or the AL Central that we trust? And the answer that we came up with is no, because it doesn't matter if it's Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Chicago, Cleveland, the Central, Minnesota, Minnesota. That's it. Even if you can't trust them, the Cleveland Guardians. The, gu- the problem with the colorful. Guardians is they can't hit. They are colorful, though. They are exciting. Well, I know one they- Guardian that can hit. Down goes Anderson. Oh, Anderson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jose Ramirez. Down goes Anderson. And, and Tom Hamilton, their broadcaster, did oh, I love Tom Hamilton. iconic bro- uh, broadcast <laughs> of that play. It was and hilarious. It, it, he really he channeled his inner Howard Cosell oh, from, from the Fraser Foreman fight. And it's right there on Frazier, YouTube. Actually. It says Tom Hamilton. Down goes Anderson, and you oh, can, I, I'm, I'm going to find that one. I'm going to do it for my for my permanent collection. I'm going to keep that. Don, does Tom, it surprise you, Don? Does it surprise you the umpire sat back and watched the whole thing and did nothing to try to break it up? They've done that forever. They've the done that forever. Can, I mean, the umpires. In fact, this is this is a uh, a cut from Ball Four. One of the funniest baseball books ever written. You, you, wait, there was you're talking, a, are you talking about um? Oh, who is that? Bowman? Jim Bowden. Da, yeah, Bowden. So yeah. he describes a a brawl. I mean, an all out pushy pushy between yeah. the the sixty nine Seattle Pilots and the Yankees. Oh, and boy. meantime, two guys break away from the mass pushy pushy, and that's Jim the Bouton. mass of humanity. Jim Bouton is one and Fritz Peterson is the other. Bouton was and, on the pilots. Yes, then. he was. That's mm-hmm. right. And that's right. so they were old roommates, and so they were pretending to punch each other around. Meantime, they're whispering, you know, how's your wife? How's your wife? How's, how's, how's God treating you? How's life in, 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 in uh, where you are? And meantime, <laughs> the umpires ignore 50 players, you know, battling each other. And they come and they get in between Bouton and Peterson, the old roommates. So if the umpires do anything in a brawl, they do the wrong thing in a brawl. No, and I'm going to put. I'm going to highlight another famous brawl, and I know you remember it: Bill Lee and Mickey Rivers, 1976. Yes, Lee ruined his shoulder that year. Yeah, it was out for the season. Yes, he was. And, 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 and the umps did not. Wasn't there another brawl with like where both bullpens emptied like Cubs and somebody or Braves and something? Oh, over the years, it's happened lots of times. Lon yeah, Simmons 
Talk about iconic brawl call. Oh, you got to Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura. Yeah, that, and, that's been, and that's been 30 years. An anniversary a couple days ago. And yep. But this one um, here with Jose Ramirez. Peter, you sent me a neat uh, e- email yeah, about I saw that. that. I loved I, it. I did. I did. Thank yes, you. you yeah, did. I thought, Thank I you, Peter. I, I saw that. Yeah. But this thing with Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson, were there any suspensions? I don't think I heard. Yes. I didn't hear Both sides were suspended. I don't know how many games. Somebody got six games. Somebody got three. I don't know which. I don't know who got which, but I do know Tim Anderson didn't play yesterday. And it's probably because he was answering the phone when it wasn't ringing because of what Jose done to him the day before. But I think Anderson instigated it, though. Yes. Anderson was not in a very good mood to begin with. That's correct. Here's a question that I have, though, guys, because I noticed the Cardinals were playing. Was it? I think it was the Cubs or somebody, and it was a it was a Twins. Tuesday night or whatever, Nicholas hits a guy. Him and Ali Armo get ejected. Armo got one game. He served his. And then he was supposed to, our starter was supposed to appeal his suspension. But he dropped the appeal, and I think his suspension ended yesterday. So I think he can probably pitch in the race series the rest of the way. Like, is, is, there, is there something that it's an automatic five games, or is it just to be determined on? Not sure. Nothing automatic. They they do the determinations in the commissioner's office. Yep. It's nothing automatic in in baseball. Pushy pushies. Nothing is automatic. Well, this 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 was not a pushy pushy. Clearly, and I have to assume they're going to be a little more uh, uh, expansive when it comes to suspensions. I haven't heard anything yet. But I'm sure I, I didn't hear I didn't hear anything today. But I know that the Indians, the Guardians broadcast team was talking about there could be a possible suspensions today, tomorrow, Tuesday, whenever. So I know Tom Hamilton was talking about it on Sunday. Well, I think Tom Hamilton should get in the Hall of Fame for that call. That was, that. Oh yeah, that was a heck he should, of a he call. <laughs> Uh, he should well, be in for crying And you know, and Tim Anderson, the White Sox are are abusing him right now. They brought up, they called in Elvis Andrus to play short. I mean, what, what, what was wrong with Tim Anderson playing short? Well, all of a right sudden now, he's playing second. And right now, Tim Anderson he just had it rough because he had a problem with the Yankees, I think, and now he's got a problem with the Guardians. Oh yeah. I mean, I he, do. he's 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 had a problem with look. He's had a bit of a problem with just about everybody. Well, let's see American what uh, other folks have to say about this or any other topics. We can bring them in now. And, and uh, Pete, by the way, the death nail to the the death nail to the Pacific Twelve Conference with Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten. Yeah, I welcome got that article too. End, welcome to the end of geographical football. And that is awful. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have to talk awful. about that at some point today. Yeah, we'll thanks for to that, that article too, Peter. I got that <laughs> one. Let's let's because I you know that that's that, that's just a major story that we got. I mean that that, that 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 stuff happened on Friday. I'm like, what the? Well, and well, we're gonna have guys flying three thousand miles, like when a West Coast team plays Rutgers. I mean, think about it. Think the think about it. You're gonna have a you're gonna have USC Ohio State at some point. You're gonna have a Wisconsin versus a, a UCLA every year, and it's all down to money in the TV networks. But it's well, all because, about and, and 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 the complete inept running of the Pac-12, which is now the Pac-4. Because, well, uh, well, not only that. Think about it. 
the ones that are left are Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. Who's going to take them? Well, the question. Cal is Stanford, I mean, the, uh, my, my, my biggest suggestion would be for the Pac-12 is to just line up with the Mountain West. Yeah, that, that's join forces it. there. I think that's what's going to end up happening. But it, that's the only thing I could see happening. The thing with with Cal and Stanford, Stanford has a uh, apparently has the when it, when he when you combine all sports, you know, not just football and basketball, but all sports, they win they win the championship. In other words, they you know they they do well in all kinds of sports. Sure. And, there may, and there may be, you know, uh, well, somebody was suggesting they might go independent, like Notre Dame. Well, if they, if they, they well, if they do, do like go that. independent, if they're, if they're trying to make the college football playoff, if they do, the best they'll probably get is a six or a seven seed. Well, because if you're if you're not one of the top world champions, and you don't get the automatic buy, you're playing, even though you may have a better record, one of those conference champions. That's right, but you know so that's going to be a problem. Well, and Notre Dame's deal with NBC the, depend on the schedule they form. That's well, true. And, and Notre Dame's contract with NBC ends in 2026. From what I'm hearing, Notre Dame wants 60 million to join a conference. Who's going to pay Notre Dame not to join their conference? The Big Ten, the ACC. Who's going to pay that? And well, the ACC has a stupid grant, the stupid uh. Right of rights heal that runs through 2036. So teams that want to try to exit out and leave, they can pay the exit fee, but they would get no cash. It would all go back to their to the old conference that they were affiliated with. But what would happen, Luther, if talking about the ACC, if Florida State and Clemson were just decided to leave and go, to, let's say, to the SEC. I'm making this up, but to the SEC. Well, if that happens, then that would mean... <laughs> they could get out with, they could pay it, no problem. But the problem is the athletics departments for those schools, until the grant of rights deal is up, they would literally be screwed. They would well, get nothing. But think about this, Luther. Florida State and, and ACC, uh, and I'm uh, sorry, uh, Florida State and um, Florida State, Clemson, Clemson North Carolina, Clemson. and Duke. Yeah, well, well. Let's 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 do with Florida State Clemson because this is this is all do with football. Oh, right? yeah. So Florida State and Clemson are clearly the best two teams in the ACC when it comes to football, right? Well, Cle- well, Clemson at least for now. And, and, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about Florida State. We'll well, okay, see but, but, but 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 Florida and Miami too, for that matter, I suppose. Well, but, but let's let's, but, but here, let's but here, just here, take here, these the, two. Here here's the point: if if those two were somehow were to leave, that would they would lose their 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 top two or maybe top three teams in the a- ACC. And then all of a sudden, the ACC becomes a, a lousy football conference. Pretty much. Because, I mean, then you're stuck with Virginia, Virginia Tech, which is fine. Then you got NC State, North Carolina, Wake Forest, Duke, and the quad. And then but, what else? But none of those teams are, are, are known for their football prowess. Nope. They're known for maybe, basketball and baseball. Maybe North Carolina State, maybe, but that's about it. Um, when, when was the last time North Carolina State was relevant in football? Uh, well, they, 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 they sort of were baskets. That's true. I mean, but 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 what every, everybody's saying is this is much more to do with, with football than any other sport. Yep, the other exactly. sports that nobody cares about. You know, it's all football because that's where the money is made. <laughs> but it, so, but at some point, the other sports are going to be affected by this. At some point, of course they are, because when football figures out where they're going to go. 
then the other sports are going to have to follow them to wherever they go or go to another conference where they can play only those sports in that in that particular conference. So before we go any further, uh, sorry, Bob, you, 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 you were smart and we were not. Uh, do we have any hands up? Do we have any hands? Sorry. Yeah, we got a couple. Got a couple of hands. Before before you tell us who they are, thank you, Steve, for being our host today. We appreciate it. No problem. All right. First up is Malcolm. Malcolm in the middle. Hello, Malcolm. How are you, sir? Hello, guys. I got three things. First, Luther, do you know why your dad went by Mac? I don't know how I go by Mac. I've gone by Mac for most of my life. No, that that that, that wasn't me. That was Don. That wasn't me. Oh, I'm sorry. Don. Don. Okay, Don. I'm sorry. Anyway, I go by Mac, but I have no idea why they came up with the nickname Mac out of Malcolm. Do you have any clue, Don? Well, you know, Malcolm, how do they come up with Bob out of Robert? I mean, we can go on and on and on with how they're derived. I mean... Well, okay, I get. You know, it. I don't know. Um, I don't know why it is that Dad went with Mac. I, I never. God knows, I never asked him. But I'll okay. tell you what: his father was also Malcolm. All right. So, oh, wow. so, so, Dad married my mom, and they would get together with the, the their parents, and she would say, like, you know. Uh, give give me the pass the butter mac would you and grandma wordlow would get all tight around the mouth and his name is malcolm you will call him malcolm so (laughs) mom didn't want to do that dad didn't want to be called malcolm by his beloved and so she would she would when they were around with grandma she would call him sweetheart which grandma was okay with that but she didn't want she, any she, Mac. Look, the patriarch, the matriarch of the family would have none of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And and luckily now, Dad didn't insist on either my brother or myself being named Malcolm. Because if he had, I would have been another Mac. Oh, but, 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 but then, but then, but then, Don, he would have been Big Mac, and he would have been Junior Mac or something. You got Actually, it. No, he'd be. Mac he would. He would have been. He would have been little. A, a little mini Mac. Mini Mac. We, we can come mini up Mac. with something. Yeah, absolutely. And he, of course, he'd be Big Mac. Serve a break today. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Considering <laughs> how many of them we ate. You got it, Bob. Yep. I'm <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Malcolm. Uh, go That's okay. go ahead. <laughs> you have a couple of other things, Malcolm. What are they? Yes, yes, sir. Um, Second thing is you were talking about brawls, and the one that comes to my mind is the Dodgers and the Giants. Juan Marshall on the mound, threw the ball at the head, and just just emptied the benches. Now, Mm. in relationship to that, I am surprised that on this other, uh, the other day when they had that uh, knockout fight at second base, they didn't clear the benches. They, I think they just let them to have at it because yeah. Which which is odd because you know as soon as Roseboro started going towards Marshall, the benches just came with him, and oh, I'm sure surprised. Did. Yeah, I'm surprised that both those benches didn't clear out and have a really well a balloon. Uh, are, you sure, are you sure? Are you sure the benches didn't? Because I know the bullpen. I, I thought I thought, the, I, the thought I heard him, I thought I heard in, um, Russ Hodges call and maybe Ben Scully's call of that, or maybe Red Barber that they did, but nobody you know charged the field or anything. But Malcolm, but I think the benches, are you sure the benches you know? didn't clear, Malcolm? Because I think the benches I, did clear, but I don't think. The, oh, well, I, know, I know the bullpen's cleared. Oh, yeah, they did. Okay. 
All right. Well, then I, I was reading the article about the whole thing, and they didn't mention anything about the benches well, coming I, out. I, th- I think it was the bullpens. Well, then I can see them not saying anything about the bullpens coming out because of the fact that it was a, just a one-on-one fight. And yeah. like you said, down goes Anderson. Yeah. All right. That's all I got so far, guys. Thanks. Well, before, right, you, go, before you go, Malcolm, I just yeah. wanted to send condolences because the Dodgers took two out of three from the. Uh, they're playing right now as we speak. The best thing they're, they're losing. And I was an eight to five. Are they? Mookie oh, well. Mookie Grand Slam home run. Good Lord. Mookie. Mookie I mean, Mookie's just special. I mean, come on, yo. He, he is. He's, he's Mookie special. is just special. Yeah, Mookie, we were, Mookie and Freeman might be oh, yeah. the best two pure hitters in the National League. Also, yeah, we were leading five to nothing, and then they get up, get up in their inning, and Mookie uh, gets. Uh, uh, Luther, let me throw Matt Olson into that mix. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean Goldschmidt and Arenado too, when they're right. So I mean, you you have in the National League, there's at least about five, maybe six good pure professional hitters that when, you see, that when you see them at the plate, you just stop and listen. Did, did the Padres do anything in the, during the uh, trade? Thing? They, they picked up Rich Hill and somebody else. They picked up Rich Hill and um, Martin Choi. And Rich Hill pitched yesterday. Uh, he had up six. G-Man Choi. Choi. And Rich Hill G-Man. pitched yesterday, and in two innings, he gave up six runs. Yeah, he was terrific. And, Fre- and Freddie Freeman smoked a three-run blast in the second. With right. Roxy- and Roxy Bernstein was on the call for ESPN Radio. Yeah, that yeah, was a sorry outing again. So <laughs> we can Giants- win three in a row, and that's the most we can ever do. The, the Giants lost two to, their, to the A's of all teams. Yeah, uh, the pathetic that, athletes. That's, that's pathetic, yeah. Who will be going to Las Vegas and... and- Folks in Vegas are in an uproar over, over the athletics coming there. What they don't want them, or they want them? They don't. I, I think. I think there's a side of Vegas I, that do, that does not want them. I wouldn't want them right now. Improve them first, then I'll want them. Well, but they see, are. It, 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 <laughs> the thing I wish they would have done is they would have figured out a way to get a new stadium. Because now Oakland's going to have nothing. Professional yeah, no more football. But they don't. They don't want anything, Luther. I mean, they've had all kinds of chances to, you know, and and the general sense. And uh, Michael, we talked about this. Um, it, it, all the research, all the financials seem to indicate that when the cities contribute, you know, money to our stadium, the oh stadium yeah, the city. stadium subsidies. We talked about that with Kayla at Oakland. We did. They they apparently have a lot of infrastructure problems, and they want to. You know, they don't see the efficacy in in the sports franchises right now. So they, they need to fix up a lot of the stuff around the city. Who knows how long that's going to take? It'll, it'll probably, get back it'll probably the, take years. Yeah. yeah. Oakland is not doing well financially. But no, why, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, this whole idea that the city has to has to help has to help out when we have billion dollar owners and whatever. I just think is nuts. As, my, as Mike Florio calls the owners, you had your. Trust fund for the billion dollar super yacht. <laughs> and he ain't lying. Thank, thank you, Malcolm, or or, or Big Mac. I guess we should, we we could call you, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. Bit. Thank you, thank you. Slap some Steve, cheese. Who's next, Steve? Who's next? Uh, next up, next up is Troy Larson. Ah, yes, Troy. Troy, what's up? How are you? Yeah, here I am. Finally, 
There you are. Yeah, the team yeah. that will win the AL Central by default. What can we do for you? What's up? Um, I don't know how much you've talked about the fight mm -hmm. in Cleveland on Saturday night. We've been talking We've about We've been that. talking about We've it. We've been talking about it. Yeah, but, you know, I know, Bob, you sent out an email to everybody yesterday saying uh, that the umpire should have done more mm -hmm. to uh, prevent that. Yeah, you know, the email, I think, well, I was thought titled, I would start what is the, the role of the umpire? Troy, I thought I would start the conversation. Do you or do you not feel that umpires should get involved in these types of brawls, if for no other reason to save injury? Well, here's the problem, I think. I did some reading on about it last night, too, and it sounds like when Jose, Maria, uh, uh, Jose Ramirez and uh, Tim Anderson got into it, they had kind of moved away from the second base area. You know, when, when they're starting to hit, hit each other, what can you do? You know, yeah, we are, we are dealing with what ifs at this point. And, yeah. you know, and, and here's another thing. Four umpires against close to 70 players and coaches and God knows whoever else is on, you know, in those teams' dugouts and, and bullpens. You know. The umpire the umpire is gonna the umpire is gonna lose in that deal because he's gonna get absolutely destroyed. Yeah, but especially the second base umpire. Whoever was a second base at the time. Yeah, well, you know, we, we're dealing with, with what ifs. Um I, I and I don't know how much you've read about what happened, what has been going on, but it sounds like this whole thing stems from an incident Friday night where Tim Anderson pushed a rookie, a Cleveland Guardians rookie, off of off of second base. Um, I, I believe he was called out. I'm at play, but the I think rookie he was. Yeah, but I I don't think I you know. I don't know what was all said between Ramirez and Anderson, but I'll tell you this much. I don't think, I don't think Ramirez is too happy about number one. Anderson was standing over him for, uh, for two on. And I think more importantly, I don't think he liked the fact that Anderson pushed that other player, uh, his fellow teammate off of the second base. So, you know, take that as you may, but it just, from what I, you know, I actually went in there yesterday into my MLB audio and heard the portion of the broadcast where Tom Hamilton described the action. It, is, it was obviously things escalated fairly quickly from an initial slide, head first slide into second base. You know, I don't know what the umpires could have done to even prevent that at that point. See, I think, I think with umpires, um, if, if they, if they, do they get trained? Cause the, cause, because, what you want to do is prevent the fight from starting in the first place. So if you if you're going to jump in, you want to jump in before the fisticuffs start. And from listening to the call, uh, as you said, Troy, the the announcer was was really surprised the fight started. It it just you know he's he's talking yammering about this head first slide, another double, and then all of a sudden the fight starts exactly from, no, from, from nowhere. And you know my guess is the umpires were just as surprised as everybody else. And by the time you know, by the time the fight started, I don't think the umpires could do anything. You know, I think what the umpires are trained to do, I'm, I'm making this up, or should be trained to do is to to stop the fight before it gets started. You know, it's, and um, I just think there, there wasn't, it happened too fast. Yeah, and that's the impression I got, too, from listening to Tom Hamilton's call, is that it just, it just came out of nowhere. And, 
you know, sure, if you have time, you know, you can get between the, the two players. But when you have fists flying like that, what can you do? And well, you yeah, know, it, and you don't, and you don't know if you're going to be the one on the end of an accidental hit that wasn't intended for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was just, it was just a. I mean, it was a class. It was nuts. Ball. It was so, nuts. So, so what happens is that the after the brawl, the umpires know that the league is going to take care of it. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a safety precaution for them, like you guys are saying. They don't want to get in the middle of that, so. <laughs> They got they got it on film, and, 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 and it's going to get rolled up on the internet report. Right, so it's it's uh, you know the league will take care of it. The league will you know yep. suspensions. Fines. It, it may it may they may have already taken care of it, or it could be you know resolved as quickly as today. Or tomorrow. yeah, I've yeah I, I've not seen the latest headlines, but yeah, you know they may have done something as early as today, but we shall see. You know, yeah, we'll see. Especially when it comes to the commissioner, the office of the commissioner of baseball. Who knows? So, you, go ahead, go ahead, Troy. But you know, it was it was definitely entertaining. And even <laughs> Tim Anderson, he tried to go back onto the field, and his teammate Andrew Vaughn had to carry him off the field. It was it was just it was nuts. How often do you see that happening? Where a player, you know, he's off the field, I mean, he, I mean, he tries to get back on the field to maybe start some more fisticuffs, or who knows what he wanted to do, Anderson. I, I, I've heard that he's not. He's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a jerk of a player. Yeah, he's a, a hothead. Cannon. That's he's what a, I've been hearing more and more, Troy. He's, he's a hothead. Yep. He's kind yeah. of a loose cannon. But it's some, I think Luther, you said I, he might have been knocked out on his feet. I'm not sure he knew what he was doing. He probably, he probably was. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, any, I mean, anything's possible. Yeah. So, so Troy, talk about your twins. You're sure. leading the division, but oh man. Well, they they uh, they swept. I think they swept Arizona or one two out of three. Yeah. Or yeah. Something. Um. Yep. Yeah. They swept Arizona. Yes. Yesterday was probably the biggest win of the series. Could we? Could we were down three to two going into bomb and right. inning, and we get that game time home run from Max Kepler, and then, um, and then we get a. Uh, Game-winning home run walk-off for Matt Walner, uh, who is from Minnesota, by the way, from the town of, uh, actually, it's a, it's a suburb of uh, Forest Lake, nice. Forest Lake, Minnesota. And uh, so, yeah, Twins, they, they, went three, they went all three against Arizona. Saturday night was the blowout, and Friday, uh, I can't remember. I think the score might have been like five. Uh, five to three or something like that. I don't. I. I don't. I don't remember. No. What, what was it? I don't. I don't remember Friday night score exactly. They got the Tigers now. Yep, they got another the Tigers team in should, another team Detroit. They handle relatively easy. Yeah. Well, tomorrow Hello? might be might be the toughest toughest game for Twins. Hello. Game. Yes, I'm here. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Troy. They ahead, got Troy. the Tigers. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They have the Tigers, and. Um, tomorrow night should probably be the toughest game for the Twins because they're going to be facing Eduardo, um, Eduardo Rodriguez. Who right. And the only reason, and the only reason Eduardo Rodriguez is still with Detroit is because of a no trade clause that he took advantage of. Yeah, and Scott and, and Scott Erickson, the uh, Tiger GM, they were like, "You might want to trade him and get some prospects, to try to replenish that farm system." He but was a good pitcher in his day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he missed out on an opportunity to get the Tigers, you know, 
on a, on a reset to get them back to where they need to be. In fact, Troy, didn't he play? Didn't he pitch for the Twins? I thought he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, Scott Erickson. Oh, 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 uh, Scott Erickson. Yeah, he did. Um, so I say Scott Erickson's for GM for Detroit. I don't think he is, but GM. I think I, th- I, I thought he was because I, I know Scott's somebody for the Tigers. I, I don't think Scott, it's. I, I, I don't think it's Scott Erickson, though. Well, it, it's Scott somebody. I know that. He was the G, he's the GM for the Tigers. And yeah. And they were saying that he had a chance to, uh, you know. The general manager for Detroit is Al Avila. Yeah, Avila. Him. Um, but they, I, no, I, no, he's, no, he's not there anymore. No. According the, to Lady A. If you believe Lady A, well, that's another subject. <laughs> yeah. But so, they, uh, they, they, they had, from what I heard in reports, they had a chance to make a trade with him. To get prospects so they can, you know, reset it and, you know, restock the pilot and rebuild it up again. Troy, I, I, I want, I, I thought about you, you last weekend. I was listening to the, for a while, the Arizona Diamondbacks feed on ES, on uh, Sirius XM. And they were talking about the Twins general manager. Uh, and what they were talking about was uh, the general manager's theory about how to win games. And the general manager, according to what I heard of the Twins, theory is striking out is okay as long as you hit enough home runs to win the game. Because it's easier to win the games hitting home runs. Even if you strike out more often, you're, you're like more likely theory. to win. See, that's well, what's wrong with that. But my question to you, Troy, does that ring true for you? You, you follow the Twins, and I don't. Is, yeah. that, is, is that what the, the general manager believes? Yeah, well... You know, Vets, I don't, I don't know if they've actually set out directly and come on Civic directly uh, so much. Well, well, I think they have, you know, they have admitted that they like see more home runs or something like that. But, um, you know, to be honest with you, the the problem with that theory is not very, has left the meeting alert. The uh, problem with that theory is that um, you, you know, when you strike out, you are giving up. An, it's one less opportunity to, to do something, you know. Yeah. So look at this way. If you have 14 strikeouts as a team in a game, in a regular nine-inning game, and a game is 27 outs, that's 14 less outs to play with. That's half That's half the game. Yeah, where the ball is not put in play. And, and by the way, that's, Oral, that's what Oral Weaver managed back in the day. Home runs, get guys on base, and then wait for, and wait for a home run. Right. That's it wasn't not, like he wanted everybody to hit a home run. He wanted three run homers. And but th- but that but to me that's that's not that's not a way to actually succeed. I mean, the, 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 I love the, I love small ball. So do I. I like the way Mike Sosha does things. But my question is, does it work? See, I, this is what interests me. You're right. If 14 strikeouts, that means there are 14 outs, and that's half the outs, and that's That's all. half the game. But supposing those 14 outs, you get an additional two or three home runs because of because of the way you're swinging a bat. And it also depends yeah. on how many men are on base before those home runs. You know, right. um, if, you, um, if you... If you yeah, and um, um, that's the thing that if it gets lost in the shuffle. If you, if you don't have men on base, and all you hand is a bunch of... Solo, solo shots. Look, look at the Cardinals and Rockies on Friday night. Four runs. What were they all? Solo shots. Oh, how about no the Blue Jays? The, how about the Blue Jays Friday night? Friday exactly. 
Yeah, and what and, and, sucks. And what, happened, sucks. and what happened to the Blue Jays last week? They won all three of well, their games. They won all three games. With, with all the home runs. And see, it's, it's boring baseball. I mean, that that's you know, that's the bottom line. It's boring. It baseball. is boring. But because you know, it's, it's like you're not you're not going first to third. You're not you're not dropping down bunts. I mean, even Don can attest to this. Uh, stolen bases are up though. That, well that, and yeah, that's, you know, that, that you know, that's because you got more speed. Well, yeah, you've, got but, speed, you've got speedsters that can you know, get well, on. No, but, but there's it, also the issue that pitch, if pitchers have a hard time throwing over to the base. They can't do it as often. It, exactly. And well, the, bases, the bases are, are, are a little bigger. Remember we talked about that? Yep. Three we, feet. We, we were wondering why the bases were being expanded. Now we know why. That's what so, You know, and now it well, pays. Now it pays well, I don't know if the uh, bigger bases has much to do with it as the fact that pitchers don't have as many opportunities to throw over there. To, to yeah, because you, you, you got you to gotta throw. You can throw over there two times. Yeah. You, and if you try to go over there a third time, we discuss this in the offseason. Yeah. If you don't get it, if you don't pick him off a third time, that's an automatic block and an automatic 90 feet. Right. Which basically provided you if you extra base. Uh, provided you don't give a runner on the third try. Well, the third. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. You've basically given them an extra. You basically made a walk look like a double. See, and I, and I, I think what baseball is trying to do with the stopping of the. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, of the what is it? What's what's the what shifts? The shifts. Thank you. And all they're they're trying to jigger the system so that you can get that more exciting baseball. But there's some general managers, and the Twins appear to be one of them. I wonder if the Yankees are another one that they they still believe the best way to win a game is to hit a lot of home runs. And if you strike out more, that's 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 the it's still worth it. And 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 look at where the Yankees are now in dead last. Still, uh, no, they're more. fourth. Red well, Sox next to last, but fighting for a wild card spot. But when you get to the playoffs, if you don't, if you don't put the ball in play, and vice versa, but, you're you know, not going to get far. But but the Twins, with you know, I, from what my sense is, maybe I'm unfair, Troy. The Twins don't have a whole lot of talent compared to say, I don't know, the Dodgers or the Braves or the or the Rangers. They're underachieving. You know, they, if they played, if they played the Dodgers and these teams you're mentioning. The only team they match up with well is Tampa Bay, and maybe Baltimore. Other than that, they would get crushed by everybody else. I, I yeah, think- well, you know, the, the thing about the Twins, but I think, you know, I I think in a lot in a lot of respects, a lot of respects, I think they have a better overall team this year than last year. But I think it's chiefly because of the starting pitching we have gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, but, it, but will that starting pitching carry them in the postseason? They're probably going to play probably the winner of one of those wild card games by default. Well, but, if they, but if they get a team that's hot and they can't get five or six and save that bullpen, how far is it starting pitching going to take them? It, it would likely be the third wild card. They'd likely right now play the Blue Jays or, or and the Seattle Blue Jays or the Angels or whoever gets them it. Right out of the building. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'll have the worst. They'll have the worst record as far as the division winners. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so they'll be the third seed. The Rangers. They'll be the third seed. Actually, I'm wrong about that. They're going to play the fourth seed. That would likely be Tampa Bay. Um, no. No. I, I. I believe what it is is the third seed gets the sixth seed. Correct. Oh, that's yep. true. You're right. You're absolutely that, that, right, Troy. Right. And, and, and that would mean they get the fourth. So five. they would get the Blue Jays right at the moment. Yeah, Blue Jays, Tampa, Tampa, Houston. Oh, oh, Tampa, yeah. Houston might be interesting. Tampa, Houston might be interesting. You know, but you know, the Twins probably have a better shot of winning two out of three versus a three out of five series. 
That's just how I'm seeing it right now. Well, yeah, but keep in mind, if you get out of that four or five, look who's waiting for you on the other side for the divisional round. The number one seed right now, which is Texas. Uh, yeah, Baltimore. No, the Orioles. But they may, maybe they can get by Baltimore. Maybe. But then after that, then it becomes a crapshoot. Minnesota might be the four seed that can get to the ALCS if it breaks late. Now, remember, Luke, if. Minnesota will be the third seed because. No, they would be the four seed. They would be the four seed. You're right. They'd be the four. They, they, they would have the worst draw. Because yeah. they, they had to play Toronto, then they had to go play Baltimore if the season stopped now, but the season oh, doesn't. Oh, you mean in the second round? Yeah, they'd be the no, first yeah. season. Well, I'm trying to think in the first round, because how many? Because because the, the two... You get, yeah, once you get out of the wild cards, you're three out of five. Right, but my question is, in the wild card series, the, the two teams with the two best records get, get, a, get a buy. Right? They get a buy. So that to means, the divisional round. That would be Baltimore and Texas, right? Baltimore and Texas would get a right. buy. So then, so then who is... Right. Okay. Oh, there are three wildcard teams. I see. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. That's it. See, the, the, yes. the thing is, Peter, is that all three wildcard teams have better records than Minnesota. But so that's what throws the I whole thing I off. I don't think. I don't think it matters, right? It doesn't the division? No, it don't play? matter. It's all yeah. about seeding. Well, the, well, yeah, because Minnesota right now, the season quick, would have to play Toronto, and right. Houston as the six no, would Houston. probably get the worst matchup. Well, Houston's not. Houston won't be the six seed. They'll be the four or five seed. Well, if if they, if they if they somehow beat Texas and wins the West, and they would get the two, right? If they beat Texas, and by then the way, Texas would get dropped to about four, well, five, be, or four, or five, four or five, four or five, depending yeah. on where Tampa depending Bay finishes. On where Tampa goes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You guys right. have two I mean, more hands. Uh, oh, okay. thank you, Steve. Thank you, Troy, Troy. We want to take these other participants. Thank you for your contribution, Troy. As always, good <laughs> sure. stuff. Who All do right, we have? Next. Hey, Joe Marks is next up. Oh, hey. boy. Joe Marks. Joey. What do we got? I think he's muted. Joe, you're still muted. Oh, Joe is going fishing, and you know he's going fishing. Joe from Philly. While we're waiting for Joe, like, <clears throat> I know there's a lot of teams that are still fighting for playoff spots. But how how many teams do we really think could make a run for one of those spots? Because I mean, I I think that last actually, the last national vlog. You guys got me. Hi, Joe. Joy, hey. Joe, go ahead. Sorry about that. Um, so I wanted to do a couple things rapid fire. Um, so that we can get to the other guy, uh, Luther, the GM for the Detroit Tiger Tigers, is uh, Scott Harris. Um. I wonder so, why the A lady says it's Alavila. Well, because I don't know, but I think that's uh, Scott Harris is the president of baseball operations. So but um, that's, not, that's not the same thing as general manager, is it? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, they, they're they're the president. General manager might be under, but whatever the moves are made by the general manager have to be greenlit by the president. Well, that's um, true. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, <laughs> but and then second, good kudos to you, Peter, about picking up on the Big Mac uh, because I was going to nail that. Um, <laughs> but um, the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, is uh, we, you guys were talking about baseball scuffles. The first thing that came to my mind, Bob, was uh, the Red Sox and the Dodgers scuffle that was like epic with like not just the bench clearing, but like. The nine, the sixty-year-old managers, literally with uh, Lasorda and and everybody else getting into it. 
That, what that year? was great year, Joe. Refresh my memory. Oh, that was in the 90s because Pedro Martinez was accused of uh, like uncivil uh, abuse because he hit the guy who was on the Dodgers. That was the first base coach who was like 70 years old. And that was the Yankees, base. not the Dodgers. It was Don Zimmer. I thought because I thought it was Tony La, uh, Tony Larusa. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, I remember that bench clearing brawl, and that was iconic. Um. But and then I wanted to talk with uh Michael for a minute. So we have heard reports, and I just want to get the Dallas Cowboy fan standpoint. We've heard bad negative reports here in Philly about some. Uh, bad conversations going on in Dallas Cowboys camp with Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott. I mean, do, do you know anything about that? I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. So uh, we, we've heard some uh, racial epithets and some other demonstrative comments speaking from Trayvon Diggs uh, that it was caught on a hot mic. And he basically was caught saying that Dak's not the guy to get us to the finish line, essentially. And there are there have been other reports um, after that incident. Um, beat writers started to, I guess, dig their heels in. And there have been like 10 other players that have come forward saying something similar. Um, so I wasn't sure if you heard anything about that. And finally, uh, you guys brought up about the ACC and Notre Dame. And Notre Dame is my team. And I was, as a person who's a fan of Notre Dame and hated that they were independent, I saw that they ran the ACC pretty well, ran with the ACC pretty well. And I think if, like you said, Peter, if Clemson and North Carolina and Florida State leave the ACC, you're going to see the ACC then turn into the MAC and into the, what the MAC used to be or, or what the MAC is now. Um, and, and that that would be a shame because the ACC is a very – Proud conference. It would be a shame, but you know, I mean, this is just—it's just a—it's a crazy system. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just nuts. This whole thing is crazy, and it all has to do with money. As yeah. I said in my little announcement, money changes everything. You know, it just—it just—it's crazy. Well, you have the, the the other part of it that you have to kind of give the credit to the football programs for is um, you can't put eighty thousand people into an indoor arena for a basketball game. Nope. So you can't do that, but you can put a hundred thousand people into like Ohio State Stadium for a Saturday night football game and and sell out. And that's where football is kind of like runs king. I'm actually kind of surprised that like the baseball programs for those college teams haven't attempted to try and even bogart or jump ahead of the basketball programs because they can make a bigger stadium if they chose to. The thing is, uh, Joe, as one have, who's ha- had the fortune of going to Missouri home games, and Missouri's not, you know, is, is a is a is a mid tier football, you know, team. There are that we aren't that good, but if you, any home game, the whole town of Columbia stops. I mean, their parking lots are full of people. The it, it's it's a moneymaker for the town. Mm-hmm. It, it's an amazing thing to be a part of peripherally. I mean, I've 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 gone to a few games and the the tailgate that goes on and the you know the uh, you know uh, the action is almost more is more interesting outside of the stadium than inside than inside the stadium. Um, and they make tons of money. The, the teams just mm-hmm. uh, you know looking for for parking spec. You know, it costs you X number of dollars a year, a lot of money just to 
get a parking lot, a parking space. Never mind the tickets for the game. Just the parking space is is crazy. The the money that's made is is absolutely insane. It, it's it's hard to describe if if you haven't been to a you know a you know a, a big time football program that just you can't match in baseball and basketball. You just can't. Yeah, it's, it's you know you're I, right. You know, I agree. So, yeah, it's, I, it's a different world. So before I go, I wanted to say that, like. Um, I'm sorry, I haven't been on in a while. I actually, within my network that I'm working with, um, we just got press passes for, uh, it took us a while. It took us three years. We got press passes for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Oh, so wow. I will be possibly doing some stuff in the press box, um, uh, this season. Perfect. Yeah. So what is, what does that mean, Joe? Um, so that means like I could be in the press box and hang out and talk to other writers. And then I can also be there during the press conference and pose questions. But sometimes they, the way that, especially the NFL is nowadays, more times than not, you have to vet your questions through the person who's running the press conference first. Cause so like you get called in order. And so I would have to, I have to kind of earn my bones in the room, but you know, we, we worked three years to get the press pass. We're, we're, we're willing to earn our bones in the room. Keep that's, us posted, Joe. That's pretty cool. Yeah, keep yeah. us posted. Yep. Keep us posted. Thank yeah. you very much, Joe. We have Thank another participant. We just about have time for one more anyway. So, yeah, it's Steve, Diane Scalzi. It? Oh, Diane. All right, Diane. Yeah. Well, Joe answered uh, part of what I was going to say about Scott Harris being the uh, president. Uh, of the Tigers, I guess. Um, I don't think they have a general manager yet. I don't know if they're looking or anything, but um, so far he's the one that's been in charge. And um, that's about all I have to say about that. I've, I gave up on them a long time ago, as you all know. So, um, well, maybe we'll maybe the Red Sox will do you a favor when Detroit comes to Fenway on Friday, the way the Red Sox are playing. Your Tigers might beat us three times. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, you never know, right? Detroit, it's going to be football, baby, this weekend. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. <laughs> well, the Detroit, uh, you know, thinking about this, Detroit has really pathetic sports teams. Maybe the Lions will be will be better this year. That's I about the so. best team in, but, in, in, but, this, in Detroit. Well, the Pistons are pretty bad. The Red Wings are pretty bad. And, the, and, of course, the Tigers are pretty bad. The Red Wings yeah. were good at one time. They I were. Not, not anymore. Maybe they'll get better. But right now, they are, they are pretty miserable. So, yeah. uh, so. so let's, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Lions. It'll be great to see them you know, do well. This that year. would be good. Yeah. Um, People here would like that. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, the thing is that whole, the whole, whole NFC North is – is up for grabs. I, I think any any of those teams could win could win that 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 uh, division. I really do. I think Minnesota could. I think Green Bay could. I think the Lions could, and even the Bears. You know, if with with a couple of breaks, they might be able to win. I mean, it's just I don't know what to make of that that division at all. Yeah, Green well, Bay, it'll be interesting. Green Bay has quarterback issues. They they, right. they got they got they have to decide. And 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 uh, Chicago. Quarterbacking has to, you know, guy has to quit running so so much. Right. Yeah, yeah, he does. So, but I, I think from a completion, uh, a, a completed team, Detroit and Minnesota, I would say, have the best shot of winning that, winning that division. And Minnesota won so many close games that that they they can't be that lucky this year, you know. So they they're going to fall back a little bit. 
So we'll see. It, it's going to be an interest. That's that's going to be interesting. And, and is the matter of Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Yes, he he needs to uh, he, he needs to uh, do his thing. Uh, and then of course the other the other is the AFC South, which is putrid as well. I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Speaking of the okay, anyway, thank thank you, Diane. Uh, Thanks, Diane. I think Tennessee will win the South. You're welcome. Yes. Um, and speaking of the AFC South, you have the Indianapolis Colts, who are now in trouble with their running back Taylor, who wants to leave. I can't, I can't blame him for wanting to leave, um, and that's going to be ugly potentially. Houston's pathetic. What do you think about Houston, uh, Michael? We're rebuilding. We've got a whole, whole a new culture out there. They've got some talent in spots, but they. The problem is the offensive line, and, and then we just lost one of our offenses, offensive lineman today. So they they're uh, they, well, they they've got a they got some rebuilding. They got some work to do. But I like yeah. I like uh, D'Amico. Very yes. good. We are out of time, gentlemen. Unfortunately, it was a fast show. Thanks, guys, for everything for your participation. We appreciate it. And of course, there'll be some preseason football to talk about next week because uh, it's going to be in full force. Happy birthday, Bob, 300. That's a big deal. I'm glad to be a part of it. Oh, we're glad to have all of you as a part of it. Thank you very much. And thank you to Steve for hosting today. We appreciate it. Thanks to Joe and Troy and Malcolm in the middle. Well, he wasn't in the middle, but. Big uh, Mac. Big Mac. Big Mac, yes. <laughs> Take care, folks. Go safe with God's Great abundant show. blessings. Diane also, thank you. Go safe with God's abundant blessings. We'll talk next week. Have a good one.